It's nearly impossible to forget that this is an election year, and the presidential race has a lot to do with that. California voters already got their ballots for the March 5th primary, so it's time to get them back. Oregon's schedule is two months behind that, with candidate filings not even closing until March 12th. We'll check in with Klamath Klamath County's clerk. Rochelle Long deals with election information like any election official and has chosen to face it with a misinformation mythbuster webpage to guide people to the facts under law. Rochelle Long, welcome back to the Jefferson Exchange. Thank you. I would guess since we're 12 days away from the filing deadline that you're in a somewhat more quiet period at the moment, but tell us, how are things? Yeah, it is pretty quiet right now. It's the lull before the storm. All right, so do things ramp up considerably after March 12th? They do, yeah. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of deadlines, statutory deadlines we have to meet, so... And how soon do you have to get, like, ballot formats prepared and all that stuff after the filings are in? We start right away after the filings are in because we have to send out our military and overseas voter um, ballots, and those those are mailed April 6th. And so we start designing and proofing right away. We spend weeks proofing the wow. ballots. Okay, yeah, I imagine you have to go with those with the fine-tooth comb to make sure everything's spelled right and in the right position, right precincts, all that stuff. Correct. Whew, sounds like a lot of work. It is. <laughs> <laughs> well, then give, give you, what, Rochelle, overall a sketch of the last few years. I mean, have you had anything approaching normal since COVID arrived? No, it, it had, there has been a change and, and a huge shift in elections. Um, I've, I've helped with elections for a long time and then um, came to work for the county clerk's office and then was um, worked in elections and then was appointed the clerk in 2017. And the shift from the way it was when I first started helping to now has drastically changed. And a lot of it's just the environment in general. Um, and there's a lot of misinformation out there. And I don't think it's being necessarily intentionally spread. It's just like people see things and like, whoa, and then they just start passing it around. And then it falls back into being truth when it may not be. You know, you're the second person to say something like that today. I heard an earlier news report on something not quite related to elections, but about the fact that people put things out there because they believe them. Correct. Yeah. And 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 then, like I said, I don't think it's always intentional. They just think or they heard something and they're like, oh, yeah, that must be what it is. And they just start spreading it without really checking at first. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned things that changed a lot since you first uh, got in there. Uh, was 2020 kind of like the epicenter of it all? Have things calmed down at all since that time? So 2020 was interesting because actually the November 2020 election was not because it was kind of quiet because of COVID, because people were staying in. Um, And right after 2020 is when it really started to become um, a little bit more of a hostile environment with elections. And um, it has not slowed down since then, no. So I'm curious specifically in the days between the 2020 election and early 21, when newly elected people took office at all levels, is that when you got a lot of contact from the public? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like what? Um, that's when a lot of stuff started spreading on social media, I believe. Um, and so then there was a lot of um, speculation on the elections, and that's when the whole thing started um, nationally where everyone was questioning the validity of elections and if the results were true. And so then it just, it just, it went, it went viral. Rochelle Long is our guest on the Jefferson Exchange, the Klamath County clerk, so in charge of elections within Klamath County and, uh, and the creator of a misinformation MythBuster page adjacent to the Klamath County clerk 
Office pages. You can join us to discuss the topic here on the Jefferson Exchange. Our email address is jx at jeffnet.org. So, Rochelle, at what point did you set up the MythBuster webpage? Um, I just did it recently. We were starting to receive phone calls, um, and then... My staff was actually even saying, you know, we keep getting questions on these, and we have stuff on our website, and but, you know, you kind of have to maneuver to find stuff and know what you're looking for. And I had looked at other um, Secretary of State's websites in other states. We have a really awesome FAQ uh, website in our state. And I was like, you know, it might be just a good idea to set something up um, just like one page and everything going on for that election and stuff that people are calling about. And then people can just go right to that page and, oh, right here's where it says that. And, you know, so it makes it clear the facts are there. And um, it also has ways to report misinformation. So if you think, you know, like you read something on Facebook, but you're not sure if it's true, you can report it. They'll fact check it. If it's false, they'll have it removed, that kind of thing. So I thought it's good for people just to have that information in general because a lot of people just don't know, right? So they're just reading stuff and they're like, huh, and then it just starts spreading. And so this gives them a way to check that information. And so has it reduced the uh, the, the number of calls or at least the time spent on calls? Um, we just put it out. <laughs> so um, I would say a little bit. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people have gone to it and they're like, we went to your website. So they'll call actually asking questions about the website because they've gotten a lot of information off of it. So oh. Um, and we're just trying to, as we receive new calls, we'll just update it. And then it's, it's a working progress. So we can also take stuff down for, if it's not pertaining to that election, like our primary information is not going to pertain to the November election, that kind of thing. Sure. Sure. Uh, so I noticed there's a, there's a series of misconceptions here, a misconception in one column and fact in the other, and it runs about, eh, it looks like about eight items deep. Um, mm-hmm. are, are these more or less the, uh, the the priority, the the order in which you've been getting these kinds of questions. Number one on the list being elector needs to re-register and update party affiliation for every election. Yes, that's the call we've been getting the most recently. Um, And it sounds like there's maybe a thing going out because people were getting emails and it's telling them they need to re-register. And these come from probably helpful groups that are saying, you know, you need to register for this election. You need to, you know what I mean? And so then they're thinking they have to re-register. So they're calling our office. Uh, and I noticed number two on there is one that's probably going to end up number one in pretty short yes. order, which is every yes. elector receives the same ballot for the primary election. That is not true. No, it's not. Not for a primary. It is based on your party in Oregon because we have a closed primary. So a lot of people, when they move here from another state, um, they're not familiar with that. And so they get really upset when they get their ballot and it doesn't have everything on it. And we just reassure them this is just our nominating election in Oregon. In November, you will have every. Thing on your ballot. So uh, with uh, with the people who are getting registered now or automatically when they get driver's licenses mm-hmm. uh, and they are automatically registered, not affiliated with any party, uh, are you getting a fair number of calls from that group? Actually, no, not really. Yeah, because um, they are notified. And so they have um, 21 days to opt out or also pick a party. And then they still can always, if they get the notification card, um, we'll send them a notification card as soon as we receive their um, registration. It'll say non-affiliated on there, and they can always change that if they would like to. 
Now, I noticed that that uh, you provide a, a little bit of a, a guide up top on myths, information, myth buster. That's hard to say fast, isn't it? I know. Uh, yeah, I saw it from another Secretary of State's website, and I just liked the word. <laughs> it, it's, it's good alliteration, but yeah, when you're trying to say it on the radio, it can, in a hurry, it can trip you up. But they, there's a handy guide up on top there from the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, the federal CISA, um, mm-hmm. the, breaking out separately misinformation, malinformation, and disinformation. Um, what is most of the stuff you're getting? Is that, is that the the misinformation? Yes, and I think that's the majority of what it is out there. Is I think people just don't know and they read it and they're like, oh, this this sounds like you know, because it has a lot of times the misinformation will have facts of truth in it or specks of truth in it, but it's kind of slanted one way or another. And so I've our whole idea is just to put out the straight fact, like here's what you're hearing, here's actually how it works, you know. Right. And so so you're giving people the benefit of the doubt, basically, that they don't mean to lead things astray. Right. Exactly. I don't think most people do. I think it just like spirals. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Rochelle Long is our guest on the Jefferson Exchange, the clerk in Klamath County, so in charge of elections there and uh, and the creator of a recent uh, new addition to the web pages offered by the clerk's office, this one called Misinformation Mythbuster. And if you have questions or comments for the clerk, join us by email, jx at jeffnet.org. Rochelle, we've had other conversations about surveys of election officials uh, heading into this year's elections. What's your own sense of the job ahead of you and your staff? Um, so elections officials everywhere are um, doing everything in their power to protect the democracy of the voters. And so we've all kind of um, launched campaigns to ensure accurate information and honestly to be prepared for the worst and hope for the best, you know. So we always have to have and think of potential ways that things could happen, like physically and also um you know, through uh, misinformation on social media. So we're always trying to think of ways that we can combat that and also at the same time, you know, still provide good service to our voters. What kind of success are you having in hiring staff for this year's work, and has it been affected by the raising of doubts about election integrity and and knowing that you're going to get a bunch of calls uh, about people asking things that are not true? We have... We have been able to, we have um, a group that we usually have hired. They've worked for us for a long time. And so far, even with us doing the live stream of our elections, um, all of the stuff that's happened in the environment, they still love to come work for our office. And so they still have been able to and feel comfortable returning. Um, I haven't seen them not be comfortable yet, and I tell them to tell me if they are, you know. Um, But so far, we have been lucky in our county where they are willing to come in still and work the election for us. Okay, good. So, you know, people willing to to do the work. It's, uh, yeah, it sounds like it's hard in some places for sure. Yes. Yeah. Let me let me go down the list the list of uh, misconceptions that you provide on the misinformation MythBuster page because um, we we talked about the top two, but the number three is one that I've also heard a lot about about the when the sheriff's race is won, uh, and it can be won in the primary election. That's the misconception. Correct, and I think that's because if a sheriff gets the major if a sheriff candidate gets the majority of the votes in the primary they go on to the november by themselves but people just think oh they automatically won you know but they actually in the constitute Oregon constitution have to be elected in the november election but for example other nonpartisan positions uh, if you win the 50% plus 1 and there's just two of you in in the in the primary in May, you are elected then, right? That is correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's the confusion. So races other than sheriff, that yeah. is true, but not for sheriff. 
Correct. Okay. Correct. Yeah. Or, and this is where it could get confusing too. Um, so we try to put this stuff up there if it affects our county, but um, if there's a vacancy. Oh. So if there's a vacancy, no matter what the office, if it's non-affiliated even, they, it has to be elected in the um, general election. Okay. Uh, the next one on the list is election results are final 8 p.m. election night. Obviously not because the election has to be certified and there's more ballots that could come in later. I'm curious about the next one, though. The appointed county clerk is not under Secretary of State direction. That's the misconception, you say? Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of um, things going around and floating about, well, if a county clerk's uh, appointed, then they don't have to follow the, the um, Secretary of State's rules or direction. They can just follow what the county wants them to do, and that's not true. It It is governed by the Secretary of State. Uh, we have an email question here from Gary. No Town Given asks, what is the mechanism by which you can detect a voter who may also try to vote in another state? The mechanism? Mm-hmm. So um, we, so we actually... For voting in another state, we have at the end, we do election audits. And so if it shows up that they voted in another state, then um, the states investigate that. And then they are, you know, whatever penalties are given at that time. Um, I know it's very low that it happens. Um, We also in Oregon have a thing where if they've moved after that 21st day, they can get a presidential only ballot. And so before we'll even count that ballot, we have to call where they lived before and just make sure nothing's ever been processed there or that they voted there for a presidential election. I mean, there's a lot of research involved in that. Is Oregon part of ERIC, the Electronic Registration Information Center? It is. Okay. So there's already a place where you can cross-check with each other there. There, we also, um, yes, that's probably the main one. And then um, that's probably, yeah, I would say that's the main one. Okay. And then the next misconception on the list is uh, is the tally of ballots allows for elections to be hand counted. And uh, you're saying that is also a misconception. Yes. It is possible in some um, elections, like if you have a small election, but it has to have under 500 active registered voters for that to happen. Um, and people have disputed the directive that we received on that. However, if we don't follow a directive as a county clerk, city recorder, city clerk, um, we can be sued and compelled to follow that directive. Mm-hmm. All righty. So um, not much time left here. I'm looking at the other uh, things, the misconceptions here. The final one is Klamath County uses Dominion, and that is not true. Um, yes. No not no county in Oregon uses Dominion. We all use Clear Ballot, ESNS, and Heart, and that's one of the things that we keep getting asked. Um, and we don't use Dominion. Although I'm not saying there's anything wrong with Dominion, <laughs> we just don't use it in our county. All right. So a lot of information on that website, the misinformation myth buster from the Klamath County Clerk's Office and links to, uh, as uh, Rochelle already reported, to uh, report things that you see wrong on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter. Uh, It's quite a resource. Rochelle Long, thanks for putting it up and thanks for joining us to talk about it on the Jefferson Exchange. Thank you for having me. Have a nice day. You too. And uh, Mm -hmm. best of luck with the elections to you and everybody who works in elections 